Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. No one said being a parent would be easy, but now you don't have to go through it alone. Actress and mother of two, Jamie Lynn Sigler, has teamed up with musician and stay-at-home mother of two, Jenna Paris, to create a safe place where you can confess your worst mommy sins and still feel like you're killing the mommy gang. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hello, and welcome to our first show of Mama Said. I am Jamie, and this is my co-host. Jenna, how are you? And we're so happy to be here. I guess we should start by kind of introducing ourselves. So I'm Jamie Lynn Sigler, as some of you may know me. I'm an actress, have been for many years, but I'm also, more importantly, a mom of two little boys, Jack, who is just about to be one, and Bo, who is five and a half. Married to a handsome man named Cutter, have been through it all with motherhood. I feel like I'm here to commiserate and share and learn from all of you and Miss Jenna. I'm Jenna Paris, and nobody knows me. <laughs> and um, I have two kids. One is a little boy who's not so little. He's three. And my daughter, who's almost one, Daisy. Uh, and my son's name is Milo. And husband, who uh, is amazing, Neil. Sometimes. Sometimes. No, just kidding. All, all the time. No, sometimes. So like you said, um, this is just a place where we can talk and schmooze and uh, really listen to each other about what's going on in our mom life. It's really hectic and hard. And I just need, you know, always someone to talk to about things. And that's you most of the time. And here we are. Here we are. So I guess that kind of gets to how this podcast came to be. So Jen and I have a bunch of mutual friends, um, but we were kind of more like Instagram friends mainly through our pregnancy with our second kids. I feel like we were sort of started like commenting each other's pictures and then like I slipped into your DMs a little bit. You you know my husband. Yes. Which kind of like... And I gave your husband his Coachella ticket to to the place or the year of Coachella where he... I met my husband at Coachella. So So I'm basically basically responsible for it. She's why we're married. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) I mean, thank you. Thank you. Of course. But anyway, so we were DMing each other um, just about our fears and excitement and done being pregnant and wanting to give birth. And then obviously that continued on through once the babies were born and our late night feedings and we knew each other were up and miserable and just kind of went through it all. And then Jenna went back through our conversations and we were kind of laughing about what we were talking about and realizing, hey, we don't really have an outlet where we can hear other moms talking about this stuff. And let me also say that Jenna and I are very different moms. Right. But we have no judgment about the way we parent. And a lot of the times when you tell me something that you've done, although that's not how I do it, I'm still jealous. Like, I'm, I'm like, I wish I could be more like you. And, and I feel like versa. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, hence why we're here. We want to create a community for you all to just not feel alone, to feel heard, and to hear a curse word every once in a while, because who wants to listen to Elmo all the time? So that's why we're here, a no judgment zone to get real about the pretty and the shitty of motherhood. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. So here we are for one of my, I think, least favorite things to do, but also the best to hear from others is our mommy wins and fails of the week. Mommy win! (laughs) Mommy fail. 
So my win this week, I am in the process of applying to private schools here in Los Angeles for my son. And for anyone that's been through it, uh, it sucks. The process is one of the hardest things I've ever been through in my life. I mean, the application takes me three hours for each school to fill out online. Then you've got to have a parent interview, which I like, I'm shaking every time. Like, why am I nervous? Then your child gets assessed for an hour and a half. Like, you literally walk into a school and be like, honey, you're going to go have fun with other kids that you've never met before in a place you've never been before. Bye. How many schools are oh, you doing? applying to three. Okay. And by the way, my son's five. So this is a process that I'm going through. But why it is my win of the week is because I just had a parent interview yesterday for a school that we really want to go to. And my son, as Jenna knows, has been like on my last nerve. But he's, he's the just, cutest. He's the cutest he's little boy cute, ever. But he's just been an asshole, basically, like this past month. And I'm just f***ing done. And I was sitting across from the head of school. And she said, I just have to tell you that your son is so special. He was so, so sweet. He was so engaging. He was so helpful. All the teachers put all these hearts next to his name. And I started crying. How and shitty I did you feel? <laughs> I felt terrible. I looked at my husband and he was like, oh my God, I want to give him a hug right now. And I was like, me too. And it just, it took me out to realize that in the day-to-day business of parenting, like sometimes you don't have the perspective of being like, my kid's fucking awesome. And I really was able to get that from a really scary lady of a school I really right. want to go, have my son go to. So I take that as a win because it put me in check. My son was awesome when he wasn't with me in a place he had never been before. And I'm super proud of him. Uh, my fail of the week is my husband has been traveling a lot for work and... I'm alone. I mean, I have a nanny. Let me say I'm not alone. I have an amazing nanny, and she's so helpful. But when I'm home, I'm with my kids, and I'm home a lot because I'm not working. So my patience is so thin. And it gets all turned on to my five-year-old because my baby is a baby. So I just feel like I'm failing in the sense of every night I go to sleep, and he's he falls asleep, and I take that deep breath, or like I hit that joint, and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> oh. I should have been nicer or I, sh- do you I just do want to so- wake him up and hug him Do you right do now. something the next day? Like you wake up and you want to be extra nice to him? Oh, yeah. I pick him up from school with a cake pop from right. Starbucks. Right. Yeah. And he's like, ooh. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. mommy's fun. Exactly. Yeah. So I I haven't been my best this week and uh, I'm I'm learning. That's all I can say. Yep. So what are you? And he still Jenna? loves you no matter what you do. Make me feel bad they about myself because you're an angel. Um, I'm really not at all. Okay. Mommy win. Oh, gosh. Um, There's so many. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) There's like zero. Mommy win. I think just the fact that my daughter has been sleeping through the night, um, Uh, minus last night. But there was a long stretch of her sleeping through the night. And I actually, it's funny, I am like the queen of sleep training my friend's babies, but I can't do it to my own kids. Like I cannot. My son is the worst sleeper. My daughter is decent, but like something, I don't know. Like I just can't let her cry. It's really hard. I'm emotional. Like I am probably still super hormonal and I'm still breastfeeding. And I I always, and I always feel like I have to like go in, give her the boob. And I'm so tired that I just do it. But she's been sleeping for like a week straight through the night, which is really exciting. But bringing me to my mommy fail. So yesterday I got mastitis which um, explain to some okay. people who have never breastfed. Okay, what that so is. when you're breastfeeding or pumping or whatever, um, whatever you're doing, whatever with your breast, yes, you exactly, you can get clogged 
ducks and um, it's painful. And if you're not, I'm trying to wean right now because my daughter is almost one in a few days. So like I have a love-hate relationship with breastfeeding. I fucking hate it, but I love what it gives to we're her. We're probably going to have five Yeah, we're going to go. Yeah. So anyway, like, but anyway, mastitis comes like when you're really not on schedule or like maybe you're too full. So I'm trying to wean. And I think it's just really like all the breast milk is just sitting in my breasts. And, Again, and, I mean, Angel, her fail is that she got mastitis. No, that's not, my, that's not my kid. fail. That's not my okay, fail. Okay. So anyway, I got mastitis and it comes on so quickly. It's like someone injected you with the worst flu mm-hmm. known to man. And I had to get my husband to come home. He's really busy at work. And um, I know he was a little annoyed, but like I am – I'm never sick. And when I am, I, it's not like I stop, you know. My husband came home. I was basically dead, dying. And um, I just didn't speak to my daughter. When my husband wasn't home yet, I, like, plopped my daughter on the floor. I'm not kidding. For, like, six hours. And I did not communicate with her once. And it was actually probably really good for her. But for me, I felt like a terrible human. Is that not bad? I can't, Jenna. That's <laughs> just every day for me. But, by the way, I wish I could do that. My son – needs to be like attached to me like he will never play by himself i need to be on the floor like with his face on my face but no but let me just also say that like i didn't really feed her breakfast or lunch like i gave her my boob but like i really didn't care about like feeding her breakfast or lunch she's still here she's still here she's She's still alive like i always think i'm gonna kill my kids but they're still here and yeah but i just like skipped meals that's what it was like i felt really bad yesterday oh my god and then my husband came. You're home amazing. And I'm didn't terrible. Really rescue That's me, all whatever. we feel now after that. But you're we're good. You're a good mommy. You, so are you? Yeah. Well, we have survived another week of motherhood. Our children are still somewhat healthy and fed and well. <laughs> uh, but coming up next is our topic of the week, which a lot of you responded to: loss of self. Who am I now that I'm a mommy? Oof, a big one. Hard one. So I know around this time of year, you know, we're all looking for ways to reinvent ourselves. I constantly wear flip-flops and sweatpants, and I know I personally need a change ASAP. Changing your whole, like, look can be kind of intimidating. So I'm going to share something with you guys. The easiest way to kind of step out of your comfort zone and maybe reinvent yourself is to turn heads with a shoe from Shoe Dazzle. Shoe Dazzle is the best place to get your shoe fix, no matter what styles you're looking for. But it's not just that. With tons of shoes, clothing, and accessories, Shoe Dazzle has thousands of ways that you can spice up your look a little bit. They've got all the latest trends. And if you're looking for something specific, keep checking in because amazing new styles drop every week. That's pretty awesome. You can shop as a guest, but let me tell you guys, shopping as a VIP member is absolutely the best way to go. Trust me. Definitely the best way to go. I mean, anytime anyone calls me VIP, I'm pretty excited about it. First of all, you're given this really amazing style quiz to personalize your very own shopping experience. I took the quiz. I learned that I have a more sophisticated look to my wardrobe. Would have never known since I told you I wear flip-flops every single day. But most importantly, VIPs save 30% off most retail prices all day, every day. Plus, you get free shipping and returns because we all know that sometimes we need to return things. It's a flexible membership, so each month you could choose to shop or skip. It's as easy as that. And again, you get 30% off every single day. Now's the time to sign up as a VIP because right now you'll get your first pair of shoes for 75% off. That means you can get shoes as low as $10. You can't beat that. 
So this is an exclusive deal for podcast listeners. So make sure you go to shoedazzle.com slash mama to get it. That's shoedazzle.com slash M-A-M-A to step up your look today for as low as $10. Shoedazzle.com slash mama. Okay, so we are back with our topic of the week, loss of self. Who am I now that I'm a mom? So we put this out there on Instagram to see uh, what people wanted to hear, and we got a huge response. I I think that this is kind of a broad topic that we'll probably come back to again and maybe just kind of scratch the surface because there's really a lot that can be covered under this subject. I think in general, transitioning to becoming a mother is hard. I mean, it's and it's harder if you see people like seemingly doing it well, whether it be like on the street or on Instagram. Instagram. And we two moms are not that. We're gonna we're gonna keep it super real for you because I know for me, I can speak only for myself. The transition was really, 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 really hard, especially when my first was born. And it's funny. I thought it wouldn't be hard because I was like, oh, I'm around kids so much, and I have nephews, and it was hard. Yeah, <laughs> it still is. I mean, I, th- I think there's just so much in your life that changes from work, your career, your job, your sex life really changes wah, um, wah. because your relationship <laughs> with your own body really yeah. changes. Your independence is gone. Yep. Uh, sleep S- is spontaneity. Spontaneity. I mean, there's a lot of things. The list can be super long. Right. Um, everything changes. Everything. And I can speak from my own two experiences with my two different kids. They were both very different. With Bo, it was terrible. With Jack, it was better. Bo is the older one. Jack is the younger one. And I love how you're saying it was better. It wasn't good. It was just it wasn't, better. Yes. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still, it still wasn't yeah. wonderful. You know, I think with Bo, okay, so my situation was unique in that I had just come off like a season of a show on NBC and I got pregnant and I was hoping it would get picked up again. I would have the baby and then it didn't. And I had my baby the end of August. My husband was a minor league baseball player at the time. And I went through pilot season, didn't get anything. He left for spring training and we were apart and I have this little baby and I didn't know what to do. So I figured, all right, well, I'm going to follow him where he plays baseball. By the way, I had no idea that you were... Dude, I had no idea that you even moved. Yeah. I thought I you were in LA. Well, you're learning something new. I know. We moved to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And when I say we moved, we lived in a spare bedroom of this wonderful couple's house, Juanita and Paul. Hi, guys. And also three other baseball players lived there, one with his wife. Hi, LJ. So we were in one room with the baby. And I I am not this person. I hope you'll get to know me and that I'm like super chill and cool. But I was like, what the f***? <laughs> I'm like, I used to have a huge apartment in Tribeca and I was on a hit show and like, what the f*** am I doing? How was your like, sex life in the attic? Oh, the, zero sex. Okay. Zero sex. Because I was on zero sleep. I was definitely dealing with postpartum, which is probably another 700 shows that we can talk about. But – I just, I had zero identity because I was like a baseball wife and a mom and everything that I knew was gone. Right. And it was so hard. How and long I were was, you there? Uh, five months. Okay. And when he would go on the road, I would drive with my son for four hours to Long Island to be with my parents. And, like, that was my reprieve. That's actually insane. And it was every week I would drive back and forth. I'm not trying to get anybody to feel sorry for me. It's, like, a badge of honor that I wear that I was, like, a badass that first year and, like, supporting my husband and my kid. But it was really hard. And I think that I was felt like I was supposed to be feeling feelings about being a mother that I wasn't feeling. And I was doing it wrong. And it was really, really hard because— I loved my kid, but I was 
resented him and I resented my husband and I resented my situation and everything that I knew, like I said, was gone. Like I had zero independence. I mean, we're not talking independence. Like when I could go to the bathroom or like eat or shower and it just, I really feel like I lost every ember of my being and I eventually got it back. And then I went and f***ed it up and had another kid. (laughs) But it changes. It's constantly changing and it can get better. And I can say just from my experience that I still deal with the questions of should I go back to work or not because I feel like a piece of me is missing. But I also hate when somebody else is with my kid all the time. It's it's just this forever back and forth yep. that I'm sure we'll continue to cover. But a whole other subject. Those were yep. that was my particular experience with my loss of self. Okay, that's yeah um, intense. Intense. I mean, I definitely um, struggle with a lot of loss of self. Um, I think my husband and I, when we met, we were two, we weren't party animals, but we were always spontaneous. We always you know went out every single night. We were always booking vacations two days before. And we kind of like, you know, we like loved doing that. It was an exciting part of our relationship. It it was sexy. You know, we would mm-hmm. like always go to hotels, and like have a lot of sex. Oh, yeah. my God. I hope my mother's not going to listen to this. Um, And I'm like 14 years old. <laughs> no, no, no. I, no, no, no. I, it's immaculate conception. Um, But no, it and and that all stopped immediately. I mean, we got married and three months later we got pregnant and it was kind of, you know, it was really fast. Um, I was lucky. I, we got pregnant really easily and um, I loved being pregnant and I was kind of just like, you know, skating by. I was like, oh, being pregnant is so fun. Everyone's opening the door for you. Like people are like running across the street, like bending over backwards for you. Like pregnancy is so much fun. Like you feel go- – I felt good. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people feel like shit, but mm-hmm. I felt really good. No, I, I loved my pregnancy. Yeah, too. I loved both my pregnancies and when I had the baby – it was kind of a scary childbirth. Um, he pooped in the womb, so he went straight to the NICU for two days. Um, God damn, and Milo. I know, I know. And he's such a little shit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> and it kind of threw me for a loop. By the way, I'm I'm like kind of crazy as it is. Like I am, you know, a little. I have a little anxiety. I'm like a. Yeah, you didn't Who know that. Who okay. <laughs> um, But by the way, so. Meconium is when um, there's poop in um, the womb. How do they know that they because, pooped in the womb? Because like poop was like basically coming, coming out, out of me when you? the water broke. Yeah. Oh. So and it wasn't mine. And it wasn't yours. So, they can yeah. definitely tell the so difference. They tell the difference. Les, I was like, let's be honest. We're going to cover labor and delivery. But oh, we have so many poop stories. Yeah. Everybody poops, and yeah. the nurse will tell you, you didn't poop. And you did. Yeah. I Like, poop is everywhere. But anyway, so meconium is when the baby poops in the womb, and sometimes they ingest it, sometimes they swallow it. And I am not a doctor, so if, like, that is kind of not right, like, nobody this is, yeah, you. nobody come after me. This is, like, what I know. And I was so out of it. But um, anyway, that's what happened. So they wanted to monitor him and, like, see if his lungs were okay, and he was having trouble breathing. So he was in the NICU for two days. Anyway, when we got home, I probably lost my marbles. And I I definitely did. And I thought he was going to die like every second. I like he was, you know, he was breathing hard. And I think babies just breathe hard when they are first born. And I would, yeah. And I would call the doctor and I'd be like, okay, like the baby's breathing really hard. Like I was just so nervous. I had PTSD from the NICU. And in hindsight, I really wasn't okay. But during that time, like I didn't think that I had any any postpartum depression or anything, and in hindsight, I think I did. Oh, for sure. But it was it was just really scary for me. So, and my son also never slept. So, the no sleep is such a huge thing for moms. Like mm. you, like I actually at one point like 
I didn't hallucinate, but I thought I was seeing things. Like I, I was on no sleep, and my husband was too. But I mean, for women no, who just get yeah, no sleep. It was I, when I say no sleep, I literally yes. mean no sleep. My kid, everyone's like, "Well, your your child is giving you like at least two hours of sleep." I'm like, "No, mm-hmm. like thirty minute increments." Like, yeah, and I, I I kept going and going and pushing myself and pushing myself, and I. I was a mess. And that was really hard. And that was the whole first year And for you. that was – it's still going on. Um, <laughs> no, it was the whole first year. I mean it was definitely hard and it definitely changed after the first year. Like, well, yeah, because like you said, you were pregnant and you were so happy and it was like all sunshine and rainbows. Right. And then that happened. So anyway, I was just like trying to keep my kid alive the first year. It was really scary. But also – my husband and I wanted to go out still and we wanted to like get our lives back together and um, we wanted to go on vacation, but we couldn't. We never pulled the trigger because I was too scared to leave my kid. Mm-hmm. I had this like really guilty conscience and and it sucked. And then I had mommy and me teachers telling me, well, you need to you need to go on vacation because mm-hmm. you need to, you know, get your relationship back with your husband mm-hmm. and it's a good thing. And I still didn't. And um, well, you know, what kind of sucks is that everybody tells you like. You need to do this for this person, for your kid, and then your husband, and then your family. But not many people say that you need to do it for you. I know. Because when you are falling apart, everything else does. Yes. And I – yeah, basically the first year I was falling apart. Yeah. I I think everyone does. Yeah. You know, I think that – I mean, I can speak, you know, old salty vet here with like a a five-and-a-half-year-old that once my son started – being a little bit more independent, walking, talking, I, I think could the take walking, him more yeah. places. I think things just start to feel like, oh, we're participating in life together. I'm I'm back into life. And oh, you you love me so much. I've assured that all of my hard work, our bond is there. Peace. I'm leaving for five days to St. Thomas with your dad and we'll be back <laughs> yeah. and you'll still love me. And, and he'll still be alive. Me. Yeah. So tell me you miss me on FaceTime. Like those were the moments for me where I felt like I was getting a little bit of a stride back. Right. But it's interesting. So we had a listener comment and about this subject and said, did I actually even know myself before having kids? I still feel like I'm figuring it out. And I feel like she nailed it because that is the truth. I feel like not to get too hippy dippy or philosophical, but like we're, we're constantly evolving. We're always changing. We're always learning. We're trying to always become better versions of ourselves, but it's more the spontaneity that we lose when we become moms. And I think that the fact that their needs, your family's needs, come before your own 99%, but let's be honest, 100%, like 100% of right. the time. And I'm not even talking about like trips and nights out. I'm, I'm talking about when you eat, when you sleep, when, when you go you to the bathroom, poop, when yeah. you like the essentials for like survival. Showering. I never yeah. shower. It's disgusting. Oh, God. My husband gets disgusted with me. He's like, how many days since you've showered? I'm like, it's not worth talking about. And until I, I smell, don't worry about you know, it. You know what? I kind of tell my husband, I'm like, oh, my God, I haven't showered in like three days to see if he's like, oh, that's gross. Like, or, or, oh, my gosh, I feel bad for you. You need to shower more. Yeah. And he's just is like, oh. And I'm like, oh, don't my you husband want me to- is so turned off by it. But oh I'm like, do you know how much energy that takes? But I feel like I must look I good without showers, right? Well, that's what dry shampoo and deodorant's for, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. So I am constantly running around with my kids, taking one to school, picking him up, throwing one in a crib for nap time, going up and down the stairs, sometimes holding both of them at the same time. And let's be honest, I sweat. And I've always wanted two things in a deodorant. One something that makes me smell good, and two, something that stops me from sweating. And I have finally found that with coconut deodorant from Kopari. You probably all know by now that I'm not like the most crazy, organic, conscious person all the time. 
But Kopari's coconut deodorant is aluminum-free, vegan. It does not contain any silicones, sulfates, parabens, GMOs, or baking soda. It's formulated with plant-based actives like sage oil and coconut oil, so you stay fresh and smelling wonderful all day long. I can tell you, you know, from me, from somebody who has like 10 seconds to get ready in the morning, basically like throw on moisturizer and my deodorant and then is running to school drop-off and baby class and doing laundry and then pickups and activities. The fact that I was like still smelling nice at the end of the day was shocking. Along with their original coconut scent, Kopari offers a fragrance-free version of their deodorant. Also, they have two new amazing scents, Beach and Gardenia, and they're available now. Kopari also offers a deodorant subscription, so you will never run out of deodorant again because we know how frustrating that can be when you think you have enough deodorant and then you twist the bottom of the bottle and there's nothing there and you're like, whoop, I'm screwed today. It's shipped to you as often as you choose automatically for free. They also offer a money-back guarantee, so there's no reason not to give it a try today. I promise you, you will love it. Go to koparibeauty.com slash mama to make the safe switch today and save $5 off your first order when you subscribe. That's kopari, K-O-P-A-R-I beauty.com slash M-A-M-A. Koparibeauty.com slash mama. Totally. I mean, look, you used to be in control of your yeah. own life. I mean, a trip to Dry Bar is a fucking, Everything. I'm going like, to go today. The joy. I'm going to go today. The joy. Because I, to I can this. rock that blowout for yeah. a long, Me too. Me too. Long, long Until like shit time. is in your hair. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah. But I think what we can say to all of you that are suffering out there with your loss of self, things are always changing. Silver it will lining. get easier. And the second time around now, I think with my baby, I'm a little bit more present because I know it will change. I know that things will get better. I still have my my hard moments and I still have my days where I'm – I love him and he's so cute, but I'm just like, what is life? Like I <laughs> – like I still have Bravo on in the background because I need to understand what's happening in Vanderpump Rules, and like and I can't miss it because I go to sleep at eight thirty and I can't stay awake until I'm like nine. Impressed that you can actually still like watch TV and follow. Oh, like, I mean, I, I watch TV and I'm and like scroll through Instagram, so I can multitask. I mean, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, I can yeah. also like play with blocks and yes. stare at Stassi. Yes. But like, I just think that what advice that we can give you is that reaching out to people. Just like I, I did to you. Yes, right. We did to each yes. other. Reaching out to mom friends. Even if you just talk about your kids the whole time, at least like you're looking at another adult and you're and you're venting about your frustrations. You're right. not just going through it alone. Classes. And when I was in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, eventually I like researched a local my gym and even just taking him there and not knowing anybody, but just being around other adults and having him play with other people aside from me was really helpful. Yep. I mean, hobbies are great. I mean, I've never found one other than <laughs> Bravo, I guess, but that's fine. It fulfills me. I just and, bought beads. I'm going to, I'm, I'm you, beading. She sent me a screenshot the other day. Oh, and a friendship, no, and a friendship, friendship bracelet. bracelet. It was I was so like, cute. bitch, how do you know those those like patterns I, I, still. It's like a bicycle. I was you really just, like, impressed. Pick it up. I haven't no done it in I 20 would. years. No way. It was amazing. But I also think I you can listen to us. Maybe we'll help you. We will. I, mean, I think go easy on yourself. And the number one is stop comparing yourself. I mean, I think that can go across the board. Which is, motherhood, which is also impossible. 
But well, if you can, look, if I you still can limit follow it. like this, the seemingly like perfect mothers who are like making the baby food and wear makeup every day. And I'm like, oh, by the way, but people who are making me. baby food like that's never been me. I am like I'm like giving my kid baby food from the jar. I'm like, I hope this is like not lead po- or like whatever poison. Oh, she will. She will send me articles and be like, don't put this in the dishwasher. I'm like, <laughs> but it's easier. It's OK. You, you know, know, I mean, it's fine. I try. I try. And I also think that, you know, loss of self also, like, involves, like, the loss of who you are to the other people in your life, particularly your husband. Right. I mean, I think the first year there were many times where I would look at Cutter and be like, are we going to make it? Are we okay? Do I even like you? Like, am I I in love with you? I really could care less if we ever have sex again. Like, I completely shut off. I hated my life. I hated my body. I loved my kid. But Well, that's that's the thing. Like, I was so uncomfortable in my body, with my body, with both kids, but like definitely with my daughter because I lost the weight really fast with my son and not my daughter. And I'm just like, I don't even want to have sex. I I don't want him to look at me. I like, I I don't even want to go there. And that's terrible because that like, that like puts a stop to everything. Oh, for sure. And that's, by the way, that's like a number one need for a man to know that they feel loved and important. And look, my husband's eight years younger than me. He's not even 30 yet. So like, let's talk about like the unbalance of like sex drives here. We're like, we're bad. But, but, so with Bo, I could have, I never needed to see his penis again. But after Jack... (laughs) I don't know. I'm like, You're like I into told his you, penis I was like again. super into my husband. Yeah. Like sex is not an issue this time around. So I don't know why. There's no rhyme or reason. Um, you'd think it would be less because I'm literally like hopscotching back and forth, ping ponging back and forth to each kid. Like, and I'm I don't rest during You're that like time. Ping ponging with, with kids like while having sex with your husband. Yeah, like but every we, second. We make time for it. And what I will say, we have done. I feel really bad right now. Like, no, uh, I need to have more sex. Jack, I'm coming home to have sex right now. <laughs> Well, Just kidding, I'm not. Like, hey, let me. This is my good deed of the day for Neil. <laughs> but I, Thanks, we've Jamie. done a couple of weekends alone together, like literally two days, like a, a, an hour, like to Newport Beach or to Santa Barbara. Just the two of us, and it's a weekend filled with like fun and sex. And then I'm like, okay, I've reached my quota. He's probably not going to bother me for like two weeks, and we're good. Um, I need to go away so badly. I told my husband, like, I don't mind if you book a hotel at LAX. I swear to God, I will. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I will take a bed anywhere, like room service. I definitely too. have some points somewhere. It's like my, oh my happy God. gift for you. Oh my God. But ugh, that's the thing. Like, we try to book, and like, my husband is so indecisive. If you're listening to this, Neil, I'm booking a trip. Yeah, you book and, and you, just and say. Show up. He's going to get sex. He shouldn't care where it is. I know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like for a while during this dark time in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania that I've talked for a long time about, there were moments where I would look at my son and feel like I'm supposed to love you and I'm supposed to feel the greatest love I've ever felt. And all I'm feeling is how did I fuck up my life? Right. How did I how get did here? How did I do this? This is – this doesn't feel right. I wasn't meant for this. I'm doing this wrong. What did you feel like you were missing? Just like being back in L.A. and like ha- – it's not even like I felt like anything particularly was missing. I just didn't feel like me anymore. Yourself. I just and I just I felt so I felt like I should have been knowing what to do and so I wasn't asking for help. I wasn't talking to anybody about it. And I, it's not even like a therapist, just like even a person. And I was I was angry and I was tired and I probably wasn't a great wife and I probably wasn't a great friend or daughter or anything and it's just it makes me sad, you know, but I had to go through it because now I have perspective. And I think that 
the reason why I want to be so open and candid about this is because I think that a lot of moms do go through this and we're ashamed to talk about it. Yeah. And I, I think postpartum does go undiagnosed for a long time. And I think I was I was more keen to it when Jack was born of noticing the signs and being like, I'm not a bad person. I'm not a bad right. person. This is okay. This can change. And I also think that a lot of times, um, like a quote that I always hear that everyone told me, and I don't even know if they stuck to it themselves, is like, cherish this first year. You're never mm. going to get it back. Like, this is like, hold your baby, cradle your baby, like, just like, don't move. And I never felt that way. I was always anxious. I was always thinking about like, oh my God, am I going to sleep? I was always thinking about, is he okay? Is he breathing? Well, I, you like, want them to hit the milestones. I want you them want to hit them the milestones. Fall, like, want, yeah. I, yeah. And I was just too nervous about anything. Maybe that's just me. me like, No, it's me, everybody. But with my second kid, I was also like, fast forward to a year, which is in like four days, by the way. And and I just like for me, I don't like that newborn baby phase. Like it's and I was always embarrassed to admit it when everyone was like, you know, don't you love like just like holding this little kid? And I and I do, I did. Like they were so adorable, but it scared me. Like the first year, yeah, f-ing scared me. Yeah, yeah. And when they're more mobile, it's easier. Yeah, when they communicate, when they're mobile, like I, when you don't know what they need or like if they're hungry or not, like you are just like guessing everything and um you're uh, i was always worried i was overfeeding underfeeding they were not sleeping enough they were sleeping too much and yeah. it just like threw me if it, it just so, threw me so basically to all those expecting moms out there you're f- for the next 12 months yeah <laughs> see ya next Tuesday. and if you're just newly pregnant you're f- for longer than yeah, that i'm just kidding no no yeah. basically we're just you're not alone it's all good you're not it alone we'll be okay Husbands, for the most part, won't go anywhere. They'll get it. I basically, I, I, I described this to my husband. Like, I'm on my period for a really long time, and I'll tell you when it's done. Oh, my God. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and I just got my period for the first time last week. Dude, you're – I got my period – Well, I'm still breastfeeding. A, but I, I got my period six weeks after I gave birth, and I was Whoa. breastfeeding for four months. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, everybody's different. Little myrtle over here, I yeah. guess. You know, oh, yeah. That's what happened. Got to be careful. Cutter. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Celebrity Big Brother is back, and we've got recaps of every single episode here on Rob as a Podcast. So whether you watch for the epic blindsides or for the insanity, like Ricky Williams giving a colon massage to a constipated Cato Kalin, yes, that happened. Check out our Celebrity Big Brother coverage on Rob as a Podcast on Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, or the Podcast One app. And now back to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Welcome back to our favorite, most favorite segment, which was the original title of this podcast, Shitty Mommy. Shitty Mommy! Love it. Where we will give you guys eventually, but right now we're going to take the reins, the chance to confess your deepest, darkest mommy sins and realize you are not the only one. A lot of us feel this way. A lot of us have done it, and it's okay. You guys need to realize that we are all trying our best, including the two of us. We need to realize that, and that's all we can do. So, Jen, I'm going to ask you first. Okay. What makes you a shitty mommy? Um, oh God, so many things make me a shitty mommy, Jamie. Um, just one. Okay. This is like kind of like shitty mommy slash like shitty wife type of thing, but shitty mommy too. I, the other day I couldn't take it anymore. I had to remove myself from my kids, my husband, um, everyone was pissing me off. I was going to explode instead of, you know, just, um, 
yelling and mm-hmm. being the bitch that I usually am when I have no sleep. I pretended that I had a really bad stomach ache and I had to go to the bathroom. And I sat there for like 25, 30 minutes and just scrolled Instagram. And I just, like my husband was like, are you OK in there? And my kids were screaming for me. I had to feed my daughter and I didn't care. I just wanted to be alone. And I don't care if it makes me a shitty mommy. Like I just needed to pretend that I needed to poop. And so no one could bother me because what's everyone going to say? Like you cannot poop right now. Of course you have to poop. Of course. And um, now, of course, like every time I'm in the bathroom, my husband's going to be like, you're not really pooping. Right. Get out of there. <laughs> well, um, he's going to catch and be like, she liked that two minutes ago. I know. <laughs> I know. But but yeah, I just I had to escape. So Jenna. Oh, no. Is yours you, well, worse? first of all, you did basically buy the book like what G- Jill Spivak, who's our like L.A. mommy guru, will probably friend. have yeah. on the show eventually at one point. Yep. We'll always say is just remove yourself from the situation and take a deep breath. You did the right thing. Except I That to me would be like a great day, <laughs> like a great moment as a mom. So now I'm terrified to admit why I am a shitty mommy. Go for I it. Go. I'll make you feel better. Ooh, please love me still. Okay. You guys, when I – don't sleep. I think I said this earlier. I'm a terrible person. I'm terrible. And like Jenna said, when I'm saying no sleep, like Jack was so bad, I got maybe 30 minutes at a time. Maybe. And when, when we were talking three weeks straight of that, and my husband was in London for two weeks. What was going on work, with him? I have no idea. Like teething? It, well, like, it was when knows? I was switching from breastfeeding to formula. Oh, this was like tummy back was in the bad. Day. Okay. Yes, this is back in the got day. It. And I was like, it putting on his back I'm gonna put him on his tummy and then like he he was frustrated because he couldn't change his head anyway I can get into so many details but the fact is the real story here is why I'm a shit ass mom (laughs) but I said I feel so bad take a deep breath like you're the only person I would like tell this to in the middle of the night and text you I would say terrible things to my baby I would just be like you're annoying You're ruining my life. Just and he's just go like, the f- to sleep. What the f- is wrong with you? And he's just and looking the, up at you. Let me say, smiling, okay, I'm, I never shook him. I, I put him down, and I would say this like about a foot away from his face. But like, I feel so bad that I said it. But I just at, at four in the morning when you're literally on no sleep, and I know I gotta wake up my other kid in two hours to take him to school to come back to pump, and then nurse, and then. Do it all day. Like, I just, I just you needed to let it out. some sleep. And I, and my husband was gone. And I just, you needed to, just you needed to needed let it to, out. It's really, really wrong to do that. But did I it make think. you feel better? No. Oh, okay. It didn't make me feel better. Okay. I still have nightmares about it. I'm, I remember Jenna, I would text Jenna and be like, I just called Jack an asshole. And she was like, he won't remember. I'm like, that doesn't make oh, me feel better. By the way, that's my like mo- like my mantra, my motto, yeah. whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever it is. Um, it's like they won't remember for the first like, what is it, two years of their lives? So like any one year? Three. Three? Bo- okay. memories are always like from three. So like anything I do that I feel really shitty about. I'm always like, but it's okay, Jenna, because they won't ever remember. So it's fine. Yeah. He won't remember. You guys, please don't judge me. My children love me. I'm I I I, I promise. They you. really they do. She's a, the best mom, by the way. Not, the best. They've never been touched or abused or anything, but I did say some colorful things at some desperate, dark moments that I'm not proud of. I'm hoping that one or two of you out to. there have me. 
No, Jenna, you were probably like, you're really bothering me right now, Daisy. <laughs> Definitely not. I really don't appreciate you disturbing mommy. You're, you're literally whatever. No. A devil. The baby just kept crying, by the way, the entire time that I'm saying this to him. It's not like he was like soothed by like my like insults that were being thrown at him well, by yeah. any means. Yeah. But I, I couldn't figure out what was wrong. He didn't want my boob. His diaper was clean. He, as far as I know, the doctor said, didn't have reflux. Like what? The f- he was just wrong. being a baby. Newborn. He was just being a baby. Just being a newborn. And and, and sometimes they're mom. really annoying. Sometimes babies can get really annoying. Well, I let him know. Yeah, you I did. really let him know. And, and I, I let him have it. And if his first word is shit, don't be surprised. Oh, faux show. It's going to yeah. be some sort of four letter obscenity. It's coming out soon. Whatever. I laugh at that. It's fine. But I feel like this part of the show is like the crux of why we started it. It's 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 really about being able to confess these sins and realize you're not alone because that's a, the one thing that motherhood can give you in the beginning is a real sense of loneliness. Not For only sure. a loss of self, but a real sense of loneliness and that you just are not doing it right or how to do it and you don't know how to reach out because you don't you think you're instinctually you're supposed you're, to and know you're embarrassed. Everything. You're embarrassed to like tell so someone that you did XYZ and Exactly. And you're not alone. So I will never tell you again why I'm a shitty mommy and we're gonna always ask you guys please to reach out to us and we will support you and tell you that it's a and no judges no judges in our community here there is zero judgment allowed sorry but you'll get kicked out this is a place for moms to feel supported and awesome so we're going to ask you guys, please confess your sins to us with a hashtag shitty mommy. Let us know why you're shitty mommy. We're here to make you feel better. Think of we this as like a little therapy session. Yes. And again, I promise you that we have all been there. We've all either done it or thought about it or really wanted to do it. But just or will do balls. it. Guarantee yeah. that I'm the one that probably did it. No, I'm, I'm bad a lot of the time. Jenna. What? You're not. I am. I am. You're not. Fine. My husband will disagree with you, but yeah. Well, but my son, but guess what? Then your kid will still ace his private school evaluation. For sure. So don't worry if you call them an asshole when they're a few months old. Right. It'll all be well. So mommy and possibly daddy friends, please send us your shitty mommy moments. Visit our Facebook page or email us. Uh, We will be happy to either shout you out or put it anonymously on our show. And we will appreciate your confession and support you and judge you. I'm kidding. No, we won't. (laughs) We love you. Okay. That's our first show. Thank you so much, you guys, for joining us and being with us. We are aiming here to make a community of honesty, support, and fun. Motherhood is the hardest job in the world. The absolute hardest. Would you agree? I agree. And the fact that you're even listening to this means that you care about your kids, your family, and, and believe it or not, most importantly, yep, yourself. And so till next time, remember, Mama said, without enough sleep, we all become tall two-year-olds. Till next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. New episodes are available weekly at podcastone.com, the Podcast One app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love the show, don't forget to leave a rating and review. Sponsors for this episode of Mama Said are Shoe Dazzle. Go to shoedazzle.com slash mama to get your first pair of shoes for 75% off. Kapari 
Go to KoparibeautyCom slash mama to save $5 off your first order.